We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Thanks, Darren. Well, it's so lovely to be here. You know, we used to come when we were sort of teenagers or a little bit older than that, and we would come over here for Royal Rangers. Was anyone ever involved in Rangers back in the day? Yeah. So, um, so Edithburg has always had a very soft place in my heart, and, and mum and dad, and, and my mum and dad, Roy and Eleanor, send their love and send their greetings to you as well. And uh, I'm sure they would have come if they could have, because uh, they do love the church, and they have such great memories here too. And um, my dear friend Jan has come over with me, which is lovely. So make sure you say hello to her afterwards. She's a character. And uh, yeah, so, but you know, we had a great time and I, we just loved, I just loved being with the ladies last night and just the presence of God as, as the team worship was just amazing. And God started doing a work in ladies' hearts right at the very start, right from the time when people gathered, had conversations through to the worship and the word of ministry afterwards. So it's a privilege to be here. So my name is Lindy. I have two boys, uh, Jordan and Tim. They're both married. My boys started a coffee shop during COVID, can you believe? And they really felt that God spoke to them about starting a coffee shop. And their symbol for their coffee shop is a sparrow. And people would come into the cafe and say, what, what does that mean? And Jordan would say to people and he would say, you know, well, we're Christians and we believe in the Bible that talks about how God looks after the sparrow. And so we know that if God will look after a sparrow, he's going to look after us. And that's exactly what has happened. And so my boys work together and they get on really well most of the time. They're very, very different, but uh, they've been a great joy and blessing. And they both serve at Nova Church um, with Pastor Sam and Hannah Long as well, as, long as, as well as some of the young people I know from this church that are in Nova too. Whenever I visit there, I see them. And um, they're a great blessing to, I know, to, to, Tim, uh, to um, Sam and Hannah. So this morning, my message is called Break Camp and Advance. And as I was just praying, I just really felt that God wants to he's challenge us today that he has so much more for us. And, you know, sometimes on our journey of life, we start walking along our journey with God and he leads us along a path and the destination is actually over there, but sometimes we stop here. And I really want to encourage you today that God has so much more for you and he wants to actually propel you into the promises that he has over your life. Now, we believe as Christians that God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And, and I really believe that God wants to encourage you today. And I see that there are a lot of people here that have probably been along their journey of faith for quite a while. And I celebrated 50 years of being a Christian on Christmas Eve. Now, that's probably showing my age a little bit, but I gave my heart to Jesus when I was nine years of age on a Christmas Eve. And I've seen God lead and direct me. And just like Ben was said so well today, that sometimes things don't always turn out or we don't always understand why things happen. And I've seen in my journey, as I've walked along my journey, I've had some plans, but they haven't always turned out how I wanted. And some of you know my story. Um, I was um, pastoring a church. We planted a church up in Brisbane, my husband and I. And it was such an exciting time, and it reminds me a lot of our Drossen and what's been happening there, and it's so exciting when you see families come in and people get saved, people start to connect in, and the, the church starts to grow. 
And after a period of time, there was uh, some issues in my marriage that started to emerge and my husband became incredibly distant with me. And over a period of time, what happened was he ended up leaving us and he went off with somebody else. And so I was a pastor's wife. We were pastoring a church. I was a Christian. That wasn't my plan. And, you know, sometimes decisions are made in our lives. Sometimes we make some choices that affect our lives and sometimes other people can make choices that affect our lives that's out of our control. But do you know what? God, nothing ever takes God by surprise. And God knew that was going to happen. And so what happened was the boys and I moved back to Adelaide and we had to start from scratch and start again. And God, I can say to you today that God has been incredibly faithful, not just to me, but also to my boys. And, you know, sometimes the word of God, it actually says that in Proverbs 16, verse 9, that we can actually make our plans, but it's the Lord that determines our steps. And what I want to say to you today is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, his plans for our lives, for your life individually, but also for this church, have never changed. And he is still wanting to determine your steps. And he is determining our steps as we surrender ourselves to him. And I want to encourage you that no matter where you're at today, that God wants to say to you that he is determining your steps as you would look to him and be obedient to him and put your trust in him. You know, and I believe that perhaps there's some people here today that you may be even at a crossroads but I believe that God is saying that he's going to determine your steps, that he's going to take you to a higher place. I believe that God wants you to break camp. He wants you to advance and he wants you to walk into the plans and the promises that he has for you. And he doesn't want us to settle. You know, and Ben said so beautifully that God is our father, that he loves us and he cares. And he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. So no, no matter where you are in your journey this morning of faith, whether you're on a mountaintop, whether you're in a valley, he is with you and he wants to determine your steps even during those seasons of your life that you're not sure which way to go. But you know what? God is a God that will give you direction and he will give you clarity and he wants to do that as you would open up your heart to him. So if you're at a crossroads, if you're not sure which way to go or a decision to make and that can affect any area of your life, just go to him and ask and pray, God, just give me clarity. I need to hear your voice. I need you to speak to me about this situation. And sometimes it's better not to do anything until you hear the voice of God. You need to stay and listen and wait on God. And when he speaks, that's when we move. You know, and I believe too, perhaps there's some people here today that have been through an extended, you know, place of wilderness. That you just feel that life has been a bit dry and just even your devotional life has been a bit dry. And I believe that God wants to come and he wants to touch you and he wants to bring refreshing to those places today. You know, he sees your faithfulness. He sees that you're still committed. He sees that you're still obedient through all of the seasons of life. But I believe today that God wants to show himself strong on your behalf this morning. And so if you're in a wilderness season, God wants to bring refreshing to you today. Now, the scripture that I felt that God has laid on my heart is found in Deuteronomy chapter 1. If you've got your Bibles, feel, please feel free to turn to this scripture. 
And this scripture comes at a time when Moses is actually talking to the children of Israel. He's speaking to them. Now, the children of Israel at this time, they'd been walking around in the wilderness, as we know, and they'd come to the side of a mountain that was still in the wilderness, and they had camped and they had settled. So they'd put up their tents, they'd put, put in the tent pegs, they'd settled, they were at ease, and they were quite comfortable. And this is what Moses says to the people that God told him to say. That he said the, in verse 6, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighbouring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land. The Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. So here he is and he's talking to the people. And so what has happened is they'd sort of settled. But God was saying to them, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. And I believe perhaps God is saying that to some people today in the situations that you're in. And perhaps God is saying that, you know, you've stayed at this place long enough. And I'm not just talking demographically today. I'm actually saying that sometimes we can actually stay in a place and we can settle there and we don't even realise that we've actually settled in the destination that is not the final destination where God wants to take you. We settle in these temporary places, yet God is saying there is a season and a time to wait, there's a season and a time to rest, but then there's a season and a time that, you know what, you've been there long enough, I want to move you forward, I want you to advance into everything that I have for you. You know, sometimes we can settle in our anxiety and in our worry. You know, the things that are going on and we get anxious and we get stressed and we get worried and that just becomes a part of our life. You know, and God doesn't want us to settle there. He wants us to get the help that we need. He wants to be able to bring peace and comfort. He wants you to be able to have a peaceful sleep at night. He wants you to be able to move forward in life without the stress and the anxiety that the enemy so much wants us to live in and settle in. Perhaps you've settled in a place of fear, that you're fearful about the future, you're fearful for your children. You're fearful about, you know, what is going to happen or what's not going to happen. And without realising it, sometimes we can settle in a place of fear. Sometimes we settle and we become very comfortable. I'm just about 60 and I quite like my comfort. And I'm quite happy to just stay home and just relax and be comfortable. And sometimes what happens is, and there's nothing wrong with having those times of being comfortable and having a comfy couch and and a cup of tea and all of that, but sometimes we settle and we start to only think about ourselves and we settle in a place of comfort and all we're concerned about is the concern for ourselves that we're not going out of that place of comfort to reach out to our neighbours, to share the love of Jesus with people to get involved in church, to actually serve God because he's called called all of us to serve in some capacity in different seasons of our lives. And it's so easy, and I think through the COVID situation too, we got used to being quite comfortable at home and not having to go out and do things. And, you know, I just think sometimes perhaps the Holy Spirit wants to prompt us to say, hey, 
It's okay to have nice things and have a lovely home, but you know what? There's people you could invite into your home for a meal. There's people that you could have a coffee with that are actually incredibly lonely. I've given you a, a car. Perhaps you could pick somebody up for church. Sometimes we become so comfortable that really it's actually meaning we're settling and we're not actually experiencing everything that God has for us because we settle. You know, sometimes we can settle in our grief and loss. And, you know, that is, you know, it's so sad to hear about Peter passing away. And my heart and my love goes out to the family as well. But, you know, and I, there's a time and a season that we need to actually work through our grief. And that, that's, I'm not talking about that at all. That's really, really important that we do that. But, you know, I was talking to a lady the other day and she had gone through a divorce and she was incredibly negative and critical about her husband. And this had been probably 20 years down the track. And she was still in a place of grief and, and actually in a place of anger that she'd never really dealt with. And it wasn't fair what happened to her. It was sad and it wasn't just and she wasn't treated the right way. But I was so sad for me to see that she was still in that place, that whenever her ex-husband was brought up, the things that she would say, the things that she would say to her children, there was such a negative effect on her family. And without realising it, she was stuck. She'd been settled in that place. And God wanted, wants to bring healing to us. He doesn't want us to stay in that place, that negative place that is actually detrimental to us, but also to our kids and to the people around about us. And I think sometimes we feel quite justified. You know, when somebody has offended us or hurt us, you know, we feel quite justified, don't we, because of the way they've treated us. And it's not right, and we don't ever condone that people would treat us like that. But sometimes we stay there and God is wanting to say to you today that he never designed or created you to stay in a place where you would allow that other person to control your life. The only person that should be controlling our lives is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And he wants us to, he wants to bring healing and sometimes we need to get professional counselling to be able to help us to have the tools to be able to process and work through those seasons of our lives. But God doesn't want us to stay there. He's saying you've stayed at that mountain long enough. You know, God doesn't even want us to stay, you know, even in our, our financial situation sometimes. You know, God wants not us not to stay in a state of despair when it comes to our finances. You know, we don't often talk a lot about finances in church, but sometimes we, we think, no, this is my lot in life. I'm always going to not have enough. It's always going to be a struggle. But God wants to actually bring strategies and he wants to bring provision. And there's principles in the word of God when it comes to finances to be able to help us to move out of that place of so much poverty, but also sometimes we have a poverty mentality. But what it actually means is that perhaps we have a lack of trust that God is our resource and God is our provider. And I've gone through many, um, probably years sometimes, struggling because, you know, single mum, two boys, all of that. And so I know what it's like not to have enough, but God has always provided what we've needed in the season that we're in. But sometimes when we just focus on that poverty and that mentality, we're missing out on the provision and the resource that God wants to bring into our lives because we're fo so focused on the lack 
and not on the provider. And sometimes we can actually settle just in our apathy. It's like we just don't care anymore. You know, people don't really mean, the people are really annoying. You know, God, oh yeah, I'll turn up at church if I feel like it. If there's something good on, I might go. And without realising it, we've gone from a place of where we're passionate about the things of God to becoming apathetic. And sometimes we settle there and we miss out on the revelation that God wants to reveal to us. We miss out on his provision. We miss out on the plans and the purposes that he has for us down there because we're comfortable and we sit and we settle in a place of apathy. God has so much more, so much more for us. You know, so what... um, Sometimes there's reasons that we settle, and I understand that. And I've been through seasons and times where I've settled at different situations and different experiences that have happened in my life as well. And sometimes life can be really difficult, and life can be really, really tough. And like I've said, sometimes the choices we make or even the choices of others can affect us. But, you know, what we need to understand is that, you know, the enemy does have a plan for our lives to bring discouragement, to bring despair and bring a lack of mobility in our walk with God. And so we need to understand that even though we go through these difficult times, we need to understand that God is there with us, that he wants to strengthen us, that he wants to enable us, anoint us, equip us for everything we need to be able to move forward into what he has for us. You know, and I just want you to just open your hearts and say, Holy Spirit, Where have I stayed too long? Holy Spirit, is there an area in my life that I've settled? Is there an area that you are speaking to me about? And even as I was preparing this message, there were were things that the Holy Spirit was revealing to me, that there was perhaps areas that God wanted me to move forward in that I'd actually settled in. And it's as the Holy Spirit reveals things, I can share things from here, but it's only as the Holy Spirit would point out those things in our lives that then he would actually be able to come and help you to be able to move from that place that you're in. So the first thing we hear there from that scripture is that Moses said to the people that you've stayed at the mountain long enough. Then the next thing he says to the people is, it says, it's time to break camp. And I was thinking about that, and I was actually, I was thinking about an eagle. And when you think of this beautiful creature, this beautiful bird that God has created, this eagle, and we see a picture of an eagle soaring through the skies and, and on the highest trees and mountaintops and, and just his, that eagle's perspective and what that eagle could see and where that eagle could fly and go would be absolutely incredible. But just imagine if that eagle never got out of the nest. Just imagine if that eagle just settled in that nest and said, no, I'm comfortable here, the food's coming, I'm comfortable. I'm sure the nest would get a bit small after time, but imagine that, that eagle would never experience everything that God had created it to be and to do. And that's sometimes like us, that if we settle in the nest, we miss out on everything that God has for us. We don't see things from this perspective God wants us to see. We don't soar to the heights where God wants us to go because we settle. So to break camp, it actually means when you think about when you go camping, to break camp, you've got to pull down the tent, you've got to pull up the tent pegs, 
and you've got to pack up all of that to be able to move forward. And as I was thinking about that and praying about that, I was just thinking that sometimes for us to move forward, we can't let the tent pegs from the past determine our future. So what I mean by that is sometimes there's things in our heart and life and our spirit that we need to pull up or we need to uproot, like we do the, the tent pegs. And sometimes it can be the negative thoughts or the mindsets that we sometimes have. You know, we think, oh, I could never do that. It's all right for those people. They can do that. You know, they've got all the support in the world, but no, there's no way that I could move forward. It's all right for people to say that, but they have no idea what I'm about automatically we go to a negative mindset. God wants us to pull those up. God wants to pull up those, those tent pegs of negativity and critical thinking, particularly negative thinking and what we say about ourselves. You know, sometimes our thoughts, if we were to say to somebody else the things that we actually say to ourselves, we would probably never do it. But we, we feel that it's okay to be negative and have a negative self-image and a negative way of looking at ourselves that we're no good, that we'll never amount to anything. And that's exactly where the enemy wants us to be. Sometimes we need to uproot the unbelief in our lives. And sometimes what happens, unbelief can creep into our hearts and our spirits without us even realising and I remember when we were pastoring the church in Strathpine in Brisbane, we had a lovely young man, his name was Glenn, and he was one of the fittest young guys you could ever imagine, and he ended up having breathing problems, and he went to the doctor and he realised that there was a, a large cancer behind his lungs. And so as a young church, we prayed, we prayed, we prayed, we believed, we knew that God could heal, but after a period of time, he passed away. And I didn't realise, but it was like unbelief crept into my heart. And people would say to me, Lindy, could you pray? And I would say the words, but in my heart I was struggling because I was battling because God had not answered our prayer. And when I realised, when people would ask me to pray, when I, I suddenly realised, Lindy, there's unbelief. And I had to come before God and I had to say, God, please forgive me for my unbelief. Help me to believe again. And I had to start to read scriptures on healing. And I had to look at the word of God and see what Jesus' heart was. And we know that some people get healed and other people don't. And we don't understand, just like Ben said. But you know what? It's really important sometimes because our prayers aren't answered unbelief will creep into our hearts and, and we'll only know the answers to why that hasn't happened when we get to heaven and then we probably won't even want to know because we'll be in God's presence and it'll be amazing but what I want to say to you today that we need to deal with the unbelief that can sometimes be in our heart also sometimes we need to uproot if there's unforgiveness or there's bitterness to break camp and to move forward and we talked to, I spoke a little bit about this last night and what actually happens, it's like bitterness can be like a root that goes down into our spirit. And what happens is it starts to grow and it starts to affect us. And the word of God says then it starts to, bitterness, if we allow it to grow in our hearts, it starts to defile the people around about us. And so it's really important as Christians that we uproot those things that are, are bitterness and unforgiveness and anger, all those things that are contrary to the fruit of the Spirit, 
God wants us to deal with those things. Sometimes we get a bit relaxed and, uh, and lazy as Christians and we allow things to creep into our hearts and our spirit and they start to grow. But that's not what God wants for us because it's damaging to us but also to the people around about us and particularly to our kids and our family and the ones closest to us. You know, I had to go through a journey and I spoke last night about a journey of forgiving my ex-husband for what had happened. And I would see two little boys that were there, four and seven, and they were listening to everything that I was saying. And it was a journey and just when I felt like, you know, yes, I've got this forgiveness thing under control, something would happen and I'd realise that, you know, I still need God to do a work in me and it's a constant work. It is a constant work. But what I want to say is that we need to have a heart that when those things enter into our hearts and our spirits and our lives, we need to say, God, come and deal with it. God, please help me with this unforgiveness. Help me to love that person. Your word of God says, pray for your enemies. The word of God says that we need to, you know, deal with the little foxes that want to spoil the vine. And I want to encourage you today to break camp, to move forward in God. We need to uproot those things. And it was really interesting when I was reading through down to verse 26 in Deuteronomy chapter 1. It says there, and it's talking about the children of Israel, and it says, But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God, and you grumbled in your tents. And that you grumbled in your tents really struck me, and I thought, Gosh, what are we doing in our tents? What's our conversation? What was happening? The children of Israel... They were really, uh, they were wandering obviously around in the wilderness and they'd get to their tents and they would start to grumble about, oh, I wish we had different food. Oh, I wish we weren't here in the desert. Oh, the sand is driving me nuts. How am I supposed to keep things clean when there's sand everywhere? You know, and so what was happening? They started to see the negative and they were grumbling in their tents. And so what then happens is there's a discord and a disobedience it starts to rise in their hearts and that... And I think sometimes it got right back to the place of what are you doing in your tent? You know, in your houses, with your children, how are you speaking? You know, are you uplifting people? Are you encouraging in your words? And I I was really struck by that. I thought, gosh, even in our workplaces, you know, with our friendship groups, you know, our ministry teams, make sure that we're not grumbling in our tents because it's not edifying you but it's certainly not edifying God and it's not encouraging the people around about you. You know, it talks about that we need to uproot those tent pegs, but then we need to pull down the things as well. And 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but mighty before God to the casting down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that has exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And that is such a practical scripture. I know it's a a spiritual battle that we're often in, but anything that raises itself and takes place of God, we need to pull down. Anything that is taking our attention, attention away from God, we need to pull down. For us to move forward and advance into what God has for us, those things that are not honouring God in our lives, we need to pull down. And as we do that, then we can advance into what God has for us. 
You know, so to break camp, we've got to leave the negativity in the past and the grumbling, all of those things behind us. And we need to hear what God is saying. And we need to recognise that it's him that is going to lead us. It's he that is going to guide us. You know, and what we've got to understand is God wants to, he desires to lead us forward. He doesn't want us to stay where we are because he has so much more. We limit what God wants to do in our lives because we settle and we don't break camp in the way that God wants us to. You know, I had a, 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 this verse is is quite um, personal for me. And I remembered that I was working at a place called Divine for quite a number of years and I felt a bit like that eagle in the nest. There was sort of a stirring that, and I, I, I sort of felt perhaps, you know, I should start my own business. And I sort of looked into it a little bit. But I thought, oh, I'm not really sure. And I got some advice from some people. And they said, you know, yeah, go for it, Lindy, go. And, but you know what? I was a single mum with two boys. And I had an income coming in. If I was going to start a business and resign from that workplace, then I had no income coming in. I didn't have a husband to provide and, you know, all of, all of that. And so these are my considerations. And so I was praying and I said, God, I only want to do what you want me to do. You know, if you want me to start this business, I really need you to speak to me. And God gave me this very scripture, Deuteronomy 1 verse 6, you have stayed at the mountain long enough. <laughs> and it was so clear when God said to me that I needed to break camp and I needed to advance into what he had for me. And that's from a practical perspective. Was it easy? No. Did I have a few sleepless nights? Yes. You know, has it been a bit of a climb? Has it been a struggle at times? Yes. But has God always been with me? Yes. When I heard the voice of God speak to me, you know, I resigned the very next day or that week. And then what happened was a few days later, the divine management contacted me and said, Lindy, you know, we don't want you to leave. Would you please stay? You know, which was really lovely. But they said, you know, if you are going to start your business, can we be your very first client? So how amazing is God that, you know, when we step out, when we hear God's voice, when we're obedient to him, it's God that comes through and it's God that provides. And over the last couple of years, I've just seen the faithfulness and the goodness of God as I've stepped out as God has asked me to. And I want to encourage you today. Perhaps God is speaking to you about doing some study or starting a business or even a ministry or something. Start to pray and ask God to speak to you. Because when you've got the word of God and you've got a scripture from God, you know that you know. And I had no doubt that it was God probably pushing me a little bit, but saying, you've stayed at that mountain long enough, Lindy. It's now time to break camp and to move forward. The last part of the verse is, is that then it's time to advance. And oftentimes when we break camp, we do all those things that God's asking of us. Then we stay a bit stationary, but sometimes we've got to take steps of faith in the direction that we feel God is leading us as well. And even with that business, I had to start to take steps of faith, even though it was scary, even though I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. And my boys the same, when they started their cafe in the middle of COVID, people couldn't actually sit in the cafe, they could only get coffees and it started slowly and we've seen God's blessing upon their business over a period of time. But when you hear from God and when you break camp and you do what you need to do, then it's time to advance. And it said, you know, Moses said to the people, break camp and advance into the hill country. 
So God was actually calling, the, calling them to a higher place, to the hillside, to the hill country. And it's really interesting because it says earlier in those verses that it was in the 40th year of the 11th month of the first day. So it was just before the people were going to walk into the promised land with Joshua. And sometimes I think what we need to, God does for us is that he wants us to advance into what he has for us. And so what the people had to do, they had to pack up their tents and everything and then they had to advance and they had to start to climb. And so sometimes when we advance, it's not always easy. I don't know about you, but I'm not really in... I like walking along flat paths, but into hills and mountains and stuff, up a walk like that, it's not always easy, especially when you're carrying everything that you need to carry. And sometimes God calls us, and sometimes it's a bit of a climb and it's a bit of a stretch, but when you know that it's God that's leading you, you know that he's going to support you and be with you. You know, and sometimes when we move forward, it's actually about letting go of what's familiar. And, you know, sometimes when we're comfortable and we're settled, it's hard to let go. And sometimes, but God wants us to experience new things, new heights, new opportunities, new doors that he wants to open. And so sometimes as we advance, it means that actually letting go of those things that are familiar, but God is always so faithful and all, always when he's leading us somewhere, there's always something that is so fulfilling and satisfying when we're walking in the plans and the purposes of God and we're being obedient to him. There's just that deep sense of, oh, God, you know, I'm right where I need to be with you and I thank you. And it's such an exciting place to be when we know that we're right in the place where God wants us. Because what it means when we advance, we're actually walking into the divine purpose that God has for our lives. So I'd encourage you today, perhaps God is wanting you to advance, perhaps he's wanting you to take a few steps of faith, perhaps it's not in the natural, it seems so difficult, but you know, when you've heard from God, and when you're obedient to him, and when it's he that is leading you, there is no place that I could ever imagine that I want to be except in the place where God has placed me. Then it goes on, it says, uh, in, it says, see, I have given you this land, go and take possession of the land. And so what had happened when the children of Israel were able to go up to the hillside and look, they could actually see and they could look over and they could see the promised land. But it was only as they started to advance, it was only as they started to take steps of obedience that they could actually see what God had for them. And so sometimes what happens is when we settle, the enemy wants to keep us there and sometimes we can go through seasons of discouragement. Sometimes we can feel even that we've stepped down and it's like, oh my gosh, it just didn't, nothing seemed to happen. But you know, God wants to encourage you today that he does have an amazing plan and purpose for this church and for your lives individually and for your families. And I believe today that the Holy Spirit wants you to just search your heart and just say, where, where are those places that you've settled? Where have you settled at the mountain? Where are those places that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about? Perhaps there's some areas in your life that the Holy Spirit is saying, you know, to break camp, you need to pull up some of these things and you need to pull down some things. But I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you and he will be the one that will guide you. And I love the Holy Spirit. He's so gentle. You know, sometimes, you know, we think that God is a harsh, harsh, unjust father. But you know what? He's a good father. He's a loving father. And he wants the very, very best. 
And sometimes we can go down a path and we can take a wrong turn. But just like the shepherd will go after the sheep and bring the lost sheep back, he redirects us and he brings us back to where we need to be. God in his grace, because sometimes, you know, we, we can go in the wrong direction, but God in his grace can bring us back to where we need to be if we're open to him. So I would just love you to stand. And if the musicians could just come, that would be fantastic. And if you're comfortable today, if you're comfortable, I would just love you just to raise your hands wherever you're standing or sitting and just open up your heart and your spirit and just allow the Holy Spirit just to speak to you, to whisper those things that perhaps he's highlighted, perhaps from what I've said or even through the worship today or even through what Pastor Ben has been sharing. The incredible thing about God is he's interested in each and every one of you, each and every one of us here in this room, that he cares about us so deeply that it doesn't matter if you're the youngest person here or the eldest person here, God still has more for you. God still wants to lead and direct you. God still wants to direct your steps. And I just want to pray now, and I'm just going to pray and ask that the Holy Spirit would just have his way, and then we're just going to worship. And if anybody would like prayer this morning, just come forward and we would love to just pray for you, the team, and we would just love to pray. And if you don't know Jesus and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, you know, today is the most amazing day that you could ask Jesus into your life and he can be the person that will love you and care for you and guide you and lead you into the future. As you recognise that you need Jesus, he will come, he will forgive you of all of your sins and everything that you've ever done. And he will restore your relationship with the Heavenly Father. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, then we would love to introduce you to him. Also, if perhaps you're all drifted away from God, he wants you to come back. He loves you. He just wants you to just submit to him and just come back into that place of relationship with him. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for each and every person that's here. I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are speaking. God, I just thank you that each life in this place is so precious and so important to you. Lord, I thank you that the plans and the purposes that you have for each of us has never changed. You're the same yesterday, today and forever. And Lord, I just pray, Holy Spirit, just come and touch people today. Speak to people today. Bring alignment back into the word of God, we pray. And God, I just pray that you would just bring a refreshing over your people. God, a, a new sense of enthusiasm to be able to move forward and advance into everything that you have. We're so grateful. We're so privileged to be called your children. In Jesus' name, amen.